You're listening to the Oh Happy Day podcast, where we have conversations about faith in the wedding industry. I'm Allie McCroskey, a wedding photographer and your host. If you're in need of a little encouragement or want to learn about how faith impacts your work in the wedding world, you're in the right place. Hi, friends. Today's guest is florist Grace Wynn of Daisy Daisy Florals, and she is based in lovely Southern California. Her florals, when I found her on Instagram, were so, so beautiful, and I'm so excited to chat with her today. Welcome, Grace. Hi, Allie. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to to be here on your show. I can't wait to chat with you. So for anybody that's not familiar with you or doesn't follow you on social media, can you just share a little bit about your background, your family, how long you've been a floral designer? Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are actually pastors. And so I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a PK. But I I just grew up um, knowing God for the majority of my life, I would say. And basically, I would just say it was it wasn't until my college years that I started to really fall in love with him where I started getting into his word and I fell in love with his word and I started to hear his voice so clearly and that kind of goes into how I became a florist and so basically while I was in college I I basically ended up dropping out of the college at out of college at that time and so when I dropped out I just prayed and asked God like hey what do you what we do now like what do I do and I, I heard the Holy Spirit tell me to apply at, it's a cafe and a flower shop, and it was nearby my house. So I heard the Holy Spirit say, go apply there. And um, this is a whole other testimony in itself that maybe it's for another time. But basically, it took me seven months just to get a job as a barista, just to like make drinks, just to serve, you know, serve food, make drinks. And um, yeah, it took me seven months to get it. And like, or for me, I was just like, okay, like, why is there so much setback in this? And like people who wanted the best for me, they would say things like, Grace, like you deserve better. You can just get another job. Like they shouldn't make you wait like this. Like it's not right. And even though they were right in a sense, but I I also knew I was like, no, like the Holy Spirit told me to apply here. That means I'm going to get the job. So I basically just kept emailing. I walked in the restaurant a ton of times. And finally, after seven months, I finally got the job. But it was, again, it wasn't about flowers or anything. Like, like I was just there serving drinks, helping serve food. And then the owner, one day the owner, she needed help with flowers. And so she just asked me, she's like, oh, Grace, can you please help me? Even though I have zero, I have zero experience. I've never made an arrangement before. I've never made a bouquet before. But I helped her out. And then she saw that I had like a natural, a natural gift, a natural ability with it. And then so she just taught me everything that she knew and that's when I just realized, I was like, wow, I could actually be good at this. Like I, and like growing up, I, I did always love flowers. Like I always bought flower printed things. I loved flowers, but I never knew I'd be good at it until, until that job. And so I think when I reflect back on that, um, I also recognize how much God knows us more than we know ourselves. And like, when I sought God in that direction, he knew I would be good at this. So he's like, Hey, yeah, go here, apply here. And then you'll discover that you're good at floral design. And so that's how it kind of started. That's how I, I discovered I was good at it. And then in 2020, when the when COVID happened, God did put out my heart to start my business. But I was, you know, there's just a lot of fear. A lot, I've never intimidation. I just never saw myself as a businesswoman or anything. But he kept like he kept tugging on my heart. He kept pushing me to do it. So it, finally, I listened in a year later in 2021, and um, I started my business and. 
at first I started out just doing retail style where people would, people would come to my house just to pick up bouquets and I would deliver, I would, yeah, I would deliver bouquets to their house. And I didn't make much money in the beginning. Like I would just, I would get like two or three or four orders a week. And that doesn't make, honestly, that doesn't make anything, but it, it was consistent. And so I was just like, wow, okay, this is like, it's kind of like, it's building up to something and God was still able to supply for my needs through, through all that. Cause it was my only job at the time. And then in 2022, which was about Lizard's last year, I went full into events where I started booking a lot of more weddings and there's birthday parties, baby showers and whatnot. And it just kind of went from there, but God just proved to be so like, he proves to be just so good. And he provided for, for my need every, every month. So it was, wow. it was great. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That is a really cool story. And so you're like a fresh, newer business owner, which is really cool. Definitely, yeah. It's very new to everything. I'm not the best person to give any advice on, you know, business things, but I can just definitely testify that God has just been so good and so faithful in it. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So one of the things when I first found you, you have a quote in your Instagram profile that says, flowers are God's love language to us. Tell me a little bit about that, like what that means to you. Yeah, I just basically I had this like deep, deep I want to know if, I don't know if you'd call it a revelation or not, but I just realized it's just like wow, like when you think about flowers, they are they're just so beautifully intentionally designed and crafted by someone. You know, like there's just no way that it kind of just like a natural occurrence when there's just so much like like basically when you think about flowers, the only functional purpose of flowers is for pollination, right? For bees to pollinate. That's their only functional purpose. And so like, why couldn't God just give it like a simple design, like just like a little bud of pollen, like a little, I don't know, a little pot of pollen or something. But no, God is like, no, like I want, I'm going to make these flowers beautiful so that my people can enjoy them so that my sons and daughters can enjoy them. And so like whenever, whenever I see a flower, I'm just like so amazed. And I just, I'm just instantly reminded of God's love for me because he, it's just so obvious that he made it with so much intention for us to enjoy and it's also beautiful, too, because it's also our love language to one another, right? Like when we want to surprise someone or say happy birthday or when we say congratulations, we one of the gifts we usually give is flowers. It's to express our love and appreciation and gratitude for one another. So I just think flowers are just it's a love language from God to us. And it's also our own love language to one another, too. I think that's so true. I love flowers so much. Yeah, me too. So do you have like a few favorite flowers? Yeah. There's one called acacia and it's its nickname is called mimosa and they're like it's basically like a flowering branch but instead of flowers it has like it, it doesn't have like actual flowers that people think of but they're like tiny little yellow round balls basically cool yeah though it's really beautiful if you just take time to, to look look it up or google it it's just it's so fascinating and it's beautiful um, and I also love daffodils daffodils are also one of my favorites as well that's so yeah. fun I love flowers. I really, really do. And I feel like since I've been in the wedding industry, I've learned a lot of flowers that I didn't even know existed until mm-hmm. I see them show up at a wedding one day. Yeah. And I had no idea that, you know, whatever it was even was a real thing. So now yeah. being a florist, do you also like to garden? I don't. I I think it's, it's actually <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah, I, I have tried in the past and it's just so much work. And so Um, I give a lot of props to farmers and gardeners out there because it's more than just, you know, putting a seed in the ground. It's you have to 
you have to really just nurture it. Go, go, go check on it. Make sure there's no bugs eating, eating away at the leaves and everything. It's a ton of work. And so I can't, yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be better because I tend to do really well with indoor plants and not as much with outdoor plants. I did plant some tulips last year and haven't done that in a very long time. And they are starting to come back up right now. So I feel really proud about that, that they've like survived for over a year. But yeah, I'm always curious. I love asking florists and floral designers that question because I feel like it's like very split. Like some of them love to garden and some of them are like, absolutely not. I want no part of that. Yeah. It's not for me, definitely. But it must be, I can see how it's just so rewarding too. It's just like to see when you're, when you're a gardener, you see the flowers that you've planted, you see them, you get to see every single stage of growth. And it's just, I can see how like kind of rewarding it is and exciting it is to see it. Yeah. One thing I think is so interesting about like growing flowers is how different the seed looks from the actual flower. Mm. And I was talking to somebody about that, just how you know, God sort of gave us that example, even just for like our earthly bodies, the Mm -hmm. sort of process of like death, burial and resurrection, and how our heavenly bodies are going to be so much more beautiful and different than our earthly bodies. And I mean, even looking at like a tulip bulb or, you know, a ranunculus bulb, which is like this crazy looking spiky thing, and then it turns into the most beautiful flower, which looks nothing like the seed. It's just mind blowing to me. It's like, how did this thing turn into this? It's so crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I never thought about that. That's really cool. Now, working kind of in the wedding industry, what do you think is your favorite part of doing floral design for weddings? And what is the most challenging part of that? Definitely, I would say so for my favorite part, I would say uh, I love actually picking out the flowers and picking out the ingredients. I think that's like what makes each design so special and unique is like the flower choice of every floral. There's a lot of floral designers, but I think what sets us all apart from each other is like our choice in flower ingredients, what favorite flowers we like to use or what textures draw us in and stuff. And so that's my favorite. I love going to the market. It's a sacrifice, you know, to wake up. I have to wake up at like 3.30 in the morning to be at the market at four. Yeah. (laughs) Or no, I would have to wake up at three, be ready by 3.30, leave at 3.30 to be there at four. But it's not every day. It's once a week or however many events I have, but it's worth the the sacrifice and the early wake up time because there's just so much variety. So there's just so much. So I love um, picking up the ingredients and I think the most challenging part would be the cleaning up. It's just like, I think a lot of people don't realize about, um, only people in the wedding industry know about the, the cleanup after, but not a lot of people realize that like after, you know, after the reception and say the reception ends at midnight, then I would have to go back at midnight, take all the flowers and take all the flowers out of the arch installation or um, take back my vase rentals. And it doesn't end there. Like I have to put it back into my U-Haul, which is a rental. And then I have to take the U-Haul rental back to my house, unload everything in the U-Haul into my, my studios in my garage. So into the garage, I have to reorganize the things in my garage and then I have to return the U-Haul. So like, it doesn't end after, you know, it's not like when I've done flowering the wedding, it's over, but it's, it's not over until the next one or two days when all the cleanup is over and everything. So I think that's the hardest part for for me. It is so true. I think it it is so funny. Once the bride and groom leave, it's almost like all the vendors are secretly racing each other to see who can leave first. Like who can pack up their stuff quickest because I'm so tired and I just want to go home. Even though 
for all of us, my job's not over when I get home either, because then I have to sit at the computer and I got to back up photos. And so you end up, even if the wedding's over at like 11, you go to bed at like two or three in the morning because you got home, you got to unpack, you got to back up your files or, you know, you have to deal with all your floral stuff. And so it is a very late night. And so, yeah, the end of the reception, all the vendors are hurrying. So funny. It's a lot. It's a lot. So coming into like a new client, let's say you have a bride coming to you. What do you wish brides knew about wedding florals before they hired their floral designer? I mean, this is going to kind of turn into a piece of advice, but I think for brides, I definitely just would say like, whatever style you're drawn to, find a florist that has that design, that has that design style, because there's a lot of different styles. There's, you know, there's like a classical traditional style where things are kind of a little bit more organized and compact. Um, There's like, you know, the rustic style with the eucalyptus. Then there's like the garden style where there's like a lot of lush greenery and, and flowers. And then there's like a whimsical style where there's just a lot of airiness and movement. There's just a ton of different floral styles. And and then sometimes brides will, they'll want like, I would say like, for example, the rustic style, that's a, probably more affordable than a whimsical or airy style. And so if you're going to different florists and getting different quotes from them, but their styles are all different, then the, all the price is going to be different because each style requires certain flowers. Like there's like, I would say the rustic or traditional style, they like to use bulkier flowers like peonies, roses. They're all beautiful. They're just, they're more larger in size compared to an airy style where it's just like, it's more about height. It's more about depth and dimension. And usually they use smaller blooms for that style. And so like, if you're using a bunch of smaller blooms, then that means you have to buy a lot to make an arrangement look full. If you use bigger blooms, then you don't have to use as many blooms to make an arrangement look full, if that makes sense. But I think basically I would, it would be great if brides could understand that flowers are very expensive, but if you find a florist that you love their style that you can trust, they would probably be worth your investment. Yeah, I agree. I love weddings full of flowers so much. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's interesting, too, and that's such good advice. You know, different flowers cost different amounts. Yeah. And I don't think people necessarily think that through as far as like, oh, this flower is actually $5 more per stem than this flower. And when you're multiplying that by 100 or 200 stems, it's actually quite a big difference in your budget. Absolutely. Yeah. So It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Well, as a Christian, how do you think your faith sort of changes the way that you approach your work, either as a floral designer or as a business owner? I think, yeah, lately, God has been like teaching me to put people over profit rather than profit over people. That's just something that as a new business owner, I'm just learning how to navigate. And that, you know, it's not all about money, but also it's, you know, it's the ministry that I've been called to in this season, however long I'll be a florist that's, it's also a ministry also. And so my goal isn't just to make money, but it's also to serve people. It's also to, to bring joy to people through flowers. And, and so, yeah, like, I think that's just something that I've been focusing more on is that, you know, like, I think not every florist is like this, but there are some that it's just all about money and everything. And so I think for me, I think that's just one of my goals is to, to pray about the client, pray about like what their needs are and how I can accommodate that, but also like be profitable, you know, yeah. like it's not just like I'm going to accommodate everything and not make any money, but I just want to try to accommodate whatever, however way I can. And yeah, like I think lately I've just been 
asking God for more boldness to even like ask to pray for clients or um, share share the love of God with them, however way he leads me to. But yeah, I think that's how God has been leading me in um, how to operate my business and everything. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think it's so I've talked to so many vendors and just the simple act of praying for our clients, whether yeah. that's privately or with them, I think that can be so powerful yeah. and is so needed because weddings are very stressful. And exactly. I think people in general really appreciate knowing that they're being prayed for exactly, even by their vendors. So kind of jumping off of that, personally, what do you feel like God has kind of been teaching you just in this season in your life and business? Just touching back on what I just mentioned earlier about like, not putting profit over people, but putting people over profit. I think that's definitely something like the Holy Spirit has been really highlighting to me. And and also just over the past year, he's been reminding me that to store my treasures up in heaven, not to lay my treasures up on earth. And yeah, like right now I'm in this stage where, um, you know, I'm 28 years old. I have a boyfriend and I'm still living at home with my parents right now. And so we are making goals, financial goals to eventually, you know, get married, save up for a wedding buy a home. And also, yeah, I'm also trying to pay for school as well and stuff. And so like my goal is just, you know, to be financially stable, of course, but I found myself really focused on finances when I started this business, because like I mentioned, I'm just, I'm like one and a half years old in this business. And, and I'm, I don't make like a ton of money or anything. I, I really, I honestly don't, but I've never made this much before. Like, you know, my only two previous jobs was at a, at a cafe and I had a marketing position earlier before that, but I've just never made this much money before, even though it's not as a ton, but I would just, you know, having this money, I would just get excited and I would just like be caught up in getting more and more and more. And um, the Holy Spirit had to, has to remind me to say like, hey, don't get too focused on that. Remember your mission here on earth and don't, you know, remember to store your treasures up in heaven, not here on earth, because everything here we have here is very temporary. Like, I can't take all my money up with me to heaven. I can't take my house with me to heaven or anything. And so, yeah, that's definitely something God has been reminding me um, very continuously. And I think it, as a business owner, it, it can be kind of hard to remember that when you're, you know, when your livelihood depends on your business. And I have to remind myself, like, no, I'm, God is my ultimate provider, not my business. My business is not my provider. God is my provider and he can provide for me through my business or through other means, however way that looks. And so, um, yeah, that's definitely something God has been teaching me over the past year. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because the Bible study I'm doing right now is on the Sermon on the Mount, which is where that passage Mm -hmm. is located as far as like, don't store up treasures on earth, but store up treasures in heaven. And we literally just kind of went through that section and that whole chunk is talking about like not worrying, not being anxious, like God takes care of the bird. So of course he's going to take care of you. And I think that's a huge thing that anyone in the wedding industry, Christian or not, really struggles with is, am I going to have enough bookings next year? What is the next year going to look like? Because we have such a seasonal job that we go through these sort of busy times and slow times. And anytime there's a slow time, you wonder, oh, am I going to get busy again? Am I not? What's next year going to look like? And it, it is stressful. So I love that you said that. I think that's such a great reminder, just that God is the one that's in charge of even our clients that come our way. And Uh he is the one that is going to provide for us. And it's interesting you having started your business after COVID, because I think for a lot of us that have been in business a long time, we sort of went through that 
identity crisis during COVID when all of our money disappeared overnight and all the weddings shut down. And and we sort of had to have that reckoning of, are you going to provide for me, Lord? Like, what happens if weddings don't come back ever? You know, at the beginning, nobody really knew what was going to happen. So yeah, I think it's a huge way. I'll speak for myself. It's a huge area in my life where the Lord has really built up my trust and faith in Him through believing that he will provide clients for me when I need them financially. But yeah, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) Not having a steady paycheck necessarily. Yeah. Um, No, absolutely. Yeah. I just to touch on that. I also yeah, like same mindset too is like whatever clients that don't book me, then I'm not going to be sad about it. I'm not going to be mad about it. And whatever clients that do book me, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, okay, this is from God. Like, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that they booked me through this. And I guess like just another thing real quick about that too, is like, I'm, I'm also praying about the clients I'm willing to take on too, because like, just because I have an open date, I still want to pray about it. Like, just cause like they, so say they're inquiring for, you know, a, a date next year in March. Yes, it's open. My whole, my whole March is open right now, but I'm still going to pray about like, okay, God, should I refer them to another florist or should I take this? Because I also want to leave my calendar open for whatever God wants me to do. You know, I, I am serving in church and stuff. And so I also want to leave that my calendar open to serve at my church and not not be booked every single weekend. That's not my yeah. goal. That's, and so I just, I think that's also like setting boundaries too. That um, That's something God has been teaching me as well about setting boundaries so that I can, yes, I can, you know, make a living from this, but I can also have time to serve him and serve um, others at my church and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that you pray through all your inquiries. I think that's so wise coming from someone that is quite a bit older than you. (laughs) 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 Definitely not 28, but um, (laughs) you know, that's so true. And, And even looking at it as a way to bless others, kind of like you said, like, should I pass this along to somebody else? Is this person meant for someone else? Like, and that's going to bless their business, you know, and not, hoarding everything for ourselves, because that just leads to you being burnt out. You know, that's not what God has designed for us. Having boundaries is a healthy, good thing. And you could be, you know, helping out another florist, not even knowing their booking situation or financial situation. And, you know, you can help out somebody else. So I love that's such a great way to look at it. I love that. Mm -hmm. So since you are still kind of on the front end of your business, Let's say somebody came to you that was thinking about starting a floral design business, wanted to be a florist. What advice would you give them if they're like, hey, like, what's your best piece of advice if I want to start doing this? Yeah, I would highly encourage you to pray about it first. And if you have that peace from the Lord, then I would highly encourage you to go for it. I think the best way to learn is by freelancing, which is in the floral industry. It's when another florist hires another florist for help for that week. It's a it's we're not on like their payroll every single month or week, but we're, we are there to help them whenever they need. And I've learned so much through freelancing. You get you get to learn the ins and outs of the business. You get to learn the hard stuff, the ugly stuff, because when people want to be a floral designer, they think it's just, you know, putting fl- pretty flowers in vases. But it is so much that is a, the beautiful side of it. But there's a lot of uglier, messier sides of it. Which like is, returning a to U-Haul at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> exactly Exactly. there's it's a lot of labor it's a lot of carrying heavy buckets it's a lot of going take trips to the trash can and stuff it's just it's a lot but it helps you I feel like it's better to freelance before you start your business that's kind of something I wish I did um 
instead of I just went into it without really knowing what I was getting into. But I think when you if you freelance before, you'll you'll be prepared for the ins and outs and the, the ugly parts and the beautiful parts too. But yeah. yeah. What great advice. I love that. I think that would apply for anyone, you know, for photographers, second shooting, all that, like being mentored and seeing how somebody else runs their business is definitely advice. Yeah. Well, to kind of wrap up, can you share with anybody that's not already following you that would like to see all your beautiful florals, where they can find you on social media, your website, all that good stuff? Oh, yeah. So my Instagram is it's at Daisy Daisy Florals. It's like just like just the way you say it, like the flower daisies. It's Daisy Daisy Florals. And it's the same thing for the website. It's daisydaisyflorals.com. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, Grace. It's been so yeah. encouraging and fun. Well, thank you so much for having me, Ellie. I appreciate um, that you reached out. And it's, it's an honor to be on, on your show. Thanks for listening to our conversation today, friends. If you'd like to connect, you can find us on Instagram at ohappydaypodcast or online at ohappydaypodcast.com. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, it would mean the world if you would leave us a rating or review or share about the podcast on Instagram so we can reach as many wedding friends as possible. Until next time.